Welcome to the movie, boys, son. Yeah, simple, straight, to the point. Was there a deeper meaning behind the introduction this time? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you, you play Resident Evil. You've Surely, it's like the most famous line from all the promotion in Resident Evil 7. Oh, yeah, no, I, I haven't actually really seen any of it. A, welcome to the family, son. Oh, okay. And, and we are like a family of movie boys. Yeah, we are. Be... We are like a family of yeah, movie boys. That would be horrible. Indeed. I imagine a, a network of tunnels with, with like naked homunculi running around. Which is uh, not that far off from the zombies in Resident Evil Afterlife. That's true. That's true. Resident Evil Afterlife, by the way, is the film we're talking about. I got up at four in the morning this morning, <laughs> watched it for two hours, thought, fuck this, I'm going back to bed. Got up again two hours later, did a quick mail run. Now we're here. Here we to are. Talk, talk about the next fucking joke of a Resident Evil film. <laughs> you know what, though? I like. Okay, there, there, there are like some serious problems with the movie. Oh yeah. Not, not least of which you absolutely by this point have to have been invested in Resident Evil movies. Yeah, which a lot of people. Well, here's the thing, right? And this, this is the highest grosser. This mm. one. How many poor friends of friends have been dragged to the movie to see this one and been so lost? Oh God, I can't imagine. I, I mean, and you know, unless of course, so many of them watched it on on Blu-ray when it releases? came out, and yeah. was like, "I've got to get in on this. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to get in on this." Like maybe they saw like like I don't want to say the second because that one was all right. They saw the third one, so I really want to judge these people. They saw the third <laughs> one, thought, "I've got to get in on the ground fucking floor," and went and watched all the others up till that. Then went straight to the cinema to go and watch this. What was this one called? Afterlife. Afterlife. Yeah. I got. I get so confused. Like I. I tried. Because I, I I watched it on Amazon, I brought up Extinction I think twice. Bear in mind it was also four in the morning, so I was addled. But twice I brought up Extinction and had to keep cross referencing it with the movie, uh, the spin off Doctor's arc. I almost just said Movie Boys, the spin off Doctor slash Movie Boys archive to see where we were up to, and then I, I actually kept had forgetting. To do, I I did the very same thing. Right. And and and. Wait, was is Extinction the third one? Is Extinction the one we just watched before oh, fuck this? Knows. I, I think whatever it is. one we watched before, I was like, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I I almost watched that again. <laughs> it was touch and go. Uh, yeah, yeah, and th- but this is also like I had fun with this one. Well, this is an odd one because I think maybe for me it was some built up expectation. Because I'd already seen all the good bits. Because mm. I skipped the first hour of the movie. And after oh. the first hour of the movie, all the good bits happen. So, aside from the intro, which also was pretty good. Basically, all the scenes with good Wesker. Who is better than worst Wesker from the first Oh film. my god, yes. Wesker in this is amazing. Yes. He's really, they nailed that character. Yeah. See, I feel kind of bad because I've been building this one up a little bit. Based purely on Good Wesker, not realizing how little of him there is in the film. <laughs> but I mean, when he's on, it lights up. But it does. A lot yeah. of it is just so interminably dull. But there is 
there there are spots. There are like little bright spots of I, I cackled. I cackled at points during these fight sequences. Because they were so just hammy and ridiculous. And there's, it, it's it, pretty amazing how like despite what happens to, to Mila Jovovich's character, who is for all intents, they call her Alice, but for all, all that, for what happens to Miller Jovovich, they still manage to turn the fights into some of the most comic book bad superheroes. Mm-hmm. So I just had to take a call, and I forgot where we got up to because I started talking about uh, legal matters that I can't publish here right now. So where were we, listener? <laughs> Tell us in the comments. <laughs> Tell us Let in us the comments know. where we were up to, because I won't know till I've edited this. Actually, you don't need to do the comments, because I'll know by then. And I don't know if we're going to talk about immigration again, so I might not read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I should apologize. I, I'm a little, uh, I've got a, I had a cold, Ugh. and I've still got this little, like, chest phlegm coffee thing going on, which is, uh, you know, great when you want to record a podcast. So I'm Oh, yeah, yeah. When, you're, when, you're, cough, when your mouth, but... your mouth's right up to that microphone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let, let's hear you snorting and tell you what that is. T-Virus, just like Resident Evil, brought it full circle. Oh, Thank you very much. well, I am Drop impressed, a bomb. sir. Yeah. I uh, am the bomb, and I'm about to blow up, <laughs> if anyone's interested in that bit of intel. <laughs> so, so yeah. this movie, um, yeah. I feel almost a bit bad. I remember I was, I was going on that tangent because I had been bigging this one up, but I had only right. seen the good bits. Uh, and there's no, in terms of ratio, I, 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 yeah, yeah. The ratio of, of good to God, this is boring. What well, is there is, I think about 50 minutes of movie that they shot. Like, you know, but so much of the film is in slow motion. <laughs> that it drags out the running time well, to an hour 36. Well, the thing is, is you've got um, all that 3D you need to shoot. Oh and everybody God. knows that 3D needs to be in slow motion so that we can really see the stuff get thrown at the camera. Oh, yeah, it's one of those films. Well, this was the first Resident Evil to be shot in 3D, which means the rest of them are going to have these hallmarks too. But hopefully, I'm, I'm sort of hoping that it's one of those deals where it's like oh it's news so they throw a whole bunch in and then gradually we see it used more tastefully and so. in a more reserved I, manner well this this movie series has always been known for its taste and reservation <laughs> so you know um the poor taste of those who watch it and the reservation of those with good taste uh, that was fucking noel coward level of wit that was off the top of my head and what? just like noel coward i'm gonna sit here for five minutes analyzing what i just said and why it was so good well played. Uh, i won't do that uh, thank you that's all i that's all i ask for that's all i ask for is to be told that when i have played i have done so well um, regardless of whether or not i have uh, so yes you are right lots of slow motion in this one um this was, if I recall correctly, like this was released right around the height of it. The height of, you know, in the game industry especially. Uh, I, I, was, I was at Destructoid and every day some fucking overpaid white, white dickhead 
would talk about how 3D's the future and 3D's where it's at. Fucking Ubisoft, bloody Sony, they brought TVs out and they were 3D. And it was a waste of time. All it resulted in was a bunch of fucking movies in which stuff was thrown at the camera. And now they've given up on that because 4K is the big thing. Yeah, but we're still getting the 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 taint is still on film, is True. the problem. Like True, but like movie... you say, hmm? well, I just I, like movie theaters are still. I mean, I guess I, I guess movie theaters are dying anyway, and it doesn't matter. Like this will eventually be its last gasp because people aren't going to do three D at well, home. They still do the movies in three D, yeah. but they, we're no longer seeing you know movie title three D. No, We're no longer right, seeing right. slow motion thrown at camera. Um, certainly of any 3D movie I've seen, and to be honest, I haven't seen any of them in 3D. Um, but the the I don't see stuff thrown at the camera anymore. Well, but that's the thing about the 2D you know viewing experience of a movie that is explicitly shot for 3D is that you, yeah, you're not supposed to notice, but you notice because they shoot those scenes differently. Well, I mean, I know they use different cameras. They do, they do, um, you know, different angles, different everything, just to capture the three D. But these days, three D seems to be a lot more incidental. Yeah. Um, you know, Disney's Brave was in three D, and you don't need three D for that. You don't need three D for most of these comic book movies because they're just doing what they've always done. Stuff in, is always flying and whooshing about in those films anyway. Um, and there are still the there's still the occasional film that comes out where people are like. Oh, you should really see this one in 3D. Like Doctor Strange, I know, was a recent one. Mm. Um, just because apparently all the special effects just look really nice in 3D. It's not in your face. I'm, I'm pretty sure at, at no point Doctor Strange. I'm sure Benedict Cumberpatch does at no point grab a big axe or a big sword and just throw it in slow motion <laughs> at the camera. Yeah. Um, that stuff's calmed down. 3D, it's, it's probably cheaper, uh, cheaper to film in 3D now. Um, so they probably just do it just to, just because why not? Uh, so I, I think yeah. it has come down, but this was back when 3d was so obnoxious, uh, when it was, everyone was talking about it. Like it was the, the new way to enjoy entertainment. Yeah. This was 2010. Uh, I mean, resident evil five was, um, recent at this point or just about to come out around about. Yeah. 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 Around about. Um, in fact, I think it was 2010. I think this one is 2010. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, right around that height of, sh- of, of, of stuff. And as and that, a result... There was, I mean, there was tremendous, tremendous hype for Resident Evil 5. And a big, big marketing push. And uh, Yeah, I guess for us it's hard to comprehend that because we predominantly interact with this series through the games. And if I'm pretty sure a lot of listeners are... are sort of similar-minded to me, um, especially if they can tolerate this shit that we put out. Um, and I probably just don't pay attention to those movies. Like, the new one came out, and it was a big deal, but, you know, Resident Evil 7 was the thing that was, you know, the most hyped thing in my sphere, in my social media, in my media that I was looking at. Uh, that seems, in my mind, a bigger deal than the movies. It's hard to think that these films are like big Star Wars events for a huge amount of people and that sounds so hyperbolic but you're right these they're massive 
it's but it's so strange. I'm with you. I guess I completely understand. I I get why people line up like that for Star Wars. I I mean, I wouldn't. No, ever. I would never line up for a, a movie ever. You know, uh, I don't like lining up. I wouldn't. If I had to line up for life-saving medicine, I'd be annoyed about it. You hate lining up so much you left Britain. Yes. Yes, the 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 spiritual home of Q's. Yes. Yes. I uh no time for it. No time for it. Yeah. I, um but uh, there I, I, I've but been Star at events. Wars, I, I've been at E3s and PAXs. Games I desperately want to try that I've looked at the line for or just went, nah. Nah, it'll yep. come out in six months. And I was happy to wait those six months. Oh, and now, I mean, fuck. 15,000 members of the public being given admission to Yeah, going, going to E3. Uh, again, said it on Podquisition, said it on Twitter. Not worth the money. No, no, yeah, save your money. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. Like, it's kind of interesting. But it's you're not gonna, right. if you don't have access... Is useless. Yes, and and a lot of those tickets do not give you access to the interesting stuff. So you'll no. just be lining up. You'll be lining up mostly, and I don't know if you if, if I can't speak for any of the other packs, but think about the amount of amenities are at the Seattle Convention Center. There are quite there are a fair few, mm-hmm. and not enough to really, but still not enough to handle the amount like the groundswell of people. There are two places I can recall actually in the LA Convention Center where you could get food and drink and precious waters. And they are a nightmare when it's just the journo scum that are there. I don't think it's a good idea for anyone. It's a fine enough idea for the ESA. Yeah. We're going to make bank. They're going to make like $3 million on those ticket sales. And they will make them. Yeah. Despite oh yeah. No, our they'll entrances, sell. They'll yeah. sell. Yeah. This um, is not. But... This is. This is not about uh, reducing the number of people that will go. No. No. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even is, going. This is about us care. caring enough about you to say go go to a PAX. Yeah. I mean, because 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 I want the the fifteen thousand tickets to sell. Yeah, because then I'll watch on Twitter a lot of people complaining uh, that they can't do their jobs. Yeah, and I'll yeah. laugh because I'll be at home Doing getting a better eye view of what goes on at E3 because you can't at E3. Yeah, it's a terrible event. It's a terrible event. I hate it. I might do packs this year. Yeah, I'd be good. I might do packs this year. I'd like to do um, packs. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Um, what are we talking about? Should we talk about the plot of the film? Yeah! Let's talk yeah. about the plot of Resident Evil. Tell me what life. happens right after the little plinky plonky piano tune that I've borrowed from Kevin McLeod. The film opens on a crack. That was too close! You were almost a chill fact! Oh my. I, I have missed facts. Actually, the facts audience has missed facts so much. Look who's back. Back again. Jim is back. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Got a couple of facts. I watched this one, uh, as I say, four in the morning, on Amazon, on my browser, not my TV. I, I could have seen this in glorious 4K, but fuck it. Um, yeah. Was this one available in 4K? No. 
so. even even if it was my shit house internet wouldn't be able to handle it. Couldn't even play the Fifth Element in 4K, and that's Ooh. upscale from the 90s. Anyway, I got a fact for you. During during filming, Mila Jovovich accidentally shot out a hundred thousand dollar camera. Like out of where? Where'd she shoot it out of? That was my question. <laughs> See, I was you know you assume guns. Bang bang! She she accidentally shot it. I don't know why. No, I was thinking this was some sort of like demonstration of something she saw in Tijuana once. Was... You see, that's where your mind goes after. You see, yeah. I've but even talking, even when I just said that out loud, I just realized like what well, they wouldn't have live guns. She wouldn't shoot a camera. No. So how did she... no? My hope is they misspelled the word shot. Okay. Shout? So that... Shut? Shit. The, the audience <laughs> knows where I was I going. Got it. I got it. it. Oh, a little slow. A little slow today. No worries. No worries. But yeah. Um, yeah. Carry on, sir. <laughs> I got more great facts. Actually, most of them are awful. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. That <laughs> no right, worries. Yeah. Okay, no worries. Right, so he's a, he's a coffee boy. Crosswalk. Tokyo, where a girl has stopped in the middle of the street while everybody else walks past her with their umbrellas. And it's, you know, like this. Uh, it's a movie shot that they're doing. Yeah, here. funnily enough, actually, um, I didn't bother noting it down, but one of the other x ray facts was that, oh, this scene is very symbolic. They're all holding umbrellas like the Umbrella Corporation, except for the one girl. Oh, ooh. Oh, yeah, it was all super deep. And I, you know, well, and the girl is a, a pop idol in Japan. So I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So there you go. Fun, fun uh, tidbit, I guess. But, uh, you know, it, this goes on for like three minutes. Girl standing in rain in the middle of the crosswalk while people walk past her. That is the longest. <laughs> Crossing signal ever. They get pretty long. I mean, I've been in Tokyo before, and when the when the traffic stops, the feet do walk. Yes, they do. Oh my god. Yeah, no, it is but three minutes. Three minutes. Think about how long three minutes is. I don't have to, because I watched this fucking film. I know exactly how long three fucking minutes is. Even with other things to tab to, it was fucking excruciating. And believe me, I tabbed through to a lot of different... Sh- I, I uploaded, I edited, uploaded... Well, I say edited, I co-edited, uploaded, and wrote the synopsis for today's podquisition during this whole spiel. During the first, like, half hour of this fucking film. And I was still bored. Yeah, yeah, it's... So three minutes of this, and then she goes zombie and attacks a dude, and then and the camera like pans out, and you yeah. you start to see like the lights of Tokyo going out, and then zooms further out, and it spreads around the world. So could have been done in a minute. It it could have uh, one yes, it could have been done in a minute. And second, wait, the outbreak started in Tokyo. Uh, well, here's the thing, because wasn't the the end of the world the precursor to the last film in the last film 
the world had suddenly turned into a Mad Max desert. Right. But here, I mean, I guess maybe it didn't hit Tokyo. Well, I, no, I think this is a flashback. Y- you'd think. But then, didn't the last film end with all of the Alice clones, but this film start with all of the Alice clones? Right. 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 But, I, but this is, you know, like, all of the but, people walking around in the street above, you know. Right. And that shit. And then, I think it, it, they're showing the but, world but, before. But they, but they didn't, because they then cut to the... Like the, the the Japanese umbrella soldiers, like someone, a Japanese umbrella sniper shot her out. Then it zooms out and zooms right, well, into yeah, the does, umbrella it does, lab. It does and the, it shows that they're still, they're doing that right now. It does the zoom out, right? And then, yeah. and, and, and Alice gives us exposition. Right. Zoom out. So, like, this is the illustration of, of uh, oh, this plague thing or this, this disease or this zombie attack thing. And it starts and it's visualizing that starting, explaining that it happened, and then coming back into the present day with the guys. And it's like, oh, so this is the aftermath. So she's okay, like... Okay, well, that... I don't know. It wasn't that communicated to me. I mean, obviously, three minutes had gone by and I wasn't paying much attention. Um, maybe I missed it. Well, I, but I think that's the to me. Intent, it all looked like it had happened, like this was all happening at the same time. I'm with like you. This it's all really all poorly right. communicated. Yeah, terribly communicated. And just 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 by virtue of you and I could both come up with two wildly divergent, <laughs> wrong answers. Yeah, it's like we make fun of the first movie, and indeed many movies on this show for having like starting with. Long screeds of exposition voiceover. God, I'd have loved a summary. Well, there and, and we do get the narration, but it is not anywhere near thorough enough for this sort of clusterfuck of a plot. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, she tells us that she worked for Umbrella, that they developed a virus that got out, killed pretty yep. much everyone on Earth, making them zombies. And now, four years later, Umbrella is still in operation in a headquarters underneath Tokyo. Right. The, yeah, and that does that that does nothing because I rem- and now that you've said it back to me, I remember that. that I remember but that the exposition. really merely scratches the surface of yes, the things that yes. you would kind of want to know going into. This. Well, yeah, if I was telling someone a story, first of all, oh, by the way, I also have magic powers, and there's lots of me. I think that would be an important <laughs> thing to keep the audience up to speed on. Right, like honestly, it looked to me the way it was shot and the way some of the scenes were. From the Umbrella Lab with the soldiers up top doing things, it looked to me like this was all happening in the same time frame. Yeah. So the the apocalypse happened, then temporarily didn't happen just so we could have a three minute scene, then happened again. That's my read on the situation. Is the apocalypse happened? This is what I think is canon. The apocalypse happened for three minutes, stopped happening. And then happened again. That's that's officially what happened now. <laughs> um. So the two sniper, there are two snipers above ground in Tokyo, um, over the Umbrella HQ. I guess they're like watching the perimeter, and they're having fun shooting zombies. And then something attacks them, and then we get this. We get the obligatory, totally sick, computer-generated base blueprint animated sequence. That every fucking Resident Evil has. Because Umbrella's always got an underground base somewhere. Um, yep. And inside the Umbrella base, Wesker learns that uh, 
The perimeter guards of his underground base aren't reporting in. Uh, now, this this is the first appearance of Good Wesker, as I think yes. I think he should be known. Um, holy crap, is he Good Wesker? That's it. I mean, he's no DC Douglas, of course, in terms of voice. No. But in terms, he does a good... When he's smug, he, he gets a bit of that sort of sneer to it, and he's got a great look. Like, it's not that weird sort of... Not, not, you can't even call him podgy, but just a bit fleshy. Like, bad, wet, worst Wesker in the, in the last movie was just, like, a little bit fleshy. Just this tiny bit fleshy that made him look a bit bad in his suit. And this guy, styling, profiling, glasses, hair, sneer, smirk, the voice is, is, certainly does the job. Yeah. Does the job. He is good Wesker. Very good screen Wesker. He reminds me a bit of Sean William Scott if, you know, he, like, took a couple weeks off of the diet. Yeah, yeah. And he's, and he's yeah, like I said, every time he's on the screen, lights up. Yeah. It becomes, he's... you know, very enjoyable B-movie gormlessness. Yeah. He, he contacts the gate um, just in time to see the gate's guard get killed from behind by something that we don't see, and so the base gets put on alert, and... Wesker sends a team to an incoming elevator. Oh, no, Alice slips in behind them through a duct. Oh, no. Sneaks up behind all the soldiers. And fighting happens. She's so good. She's so good. Mila Jovovich is better than every Resident Evil character that's ever been in the games. So she... the, the, The fighting sequence kicks off, right? Yeah. And it does so with this sort of... She charges in. She runs in. And does this leap forward thing, like, fully into it. And, and there's this full body wire rotation. <laughs> that, that just sort so of... stupid. It, it makes it completely clear that this series has zero fucks left to give. Right? Just none. Yeah. Because she's flying through the air and then she stops, <laughs> rotates, counter to her momentum... It lands. Oh. Yeah. And in, the best bit for me is that looking at it now, it don't, like, like special effects-wise, it don't look that good. No, it looks Like, terrible. there's some obvious green screeny stuff at points in this. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I paused it on one scene to take note of a fact, and... And the, the three Alice's side-by-side look so terrible. Oh, they especially really the do. one. Especially the one who's for some reason has this big, like, really stupid-looking grin on her face, which I screen ca- uh, Captain tweeted immediately. Um, like, it's not, it's not even like because someone replied with um, Scarlett Johansson in the Avengers, like being hit away with with some explosion, and it was clearly like just a split-second shot of her face was hilarious. This was like, no, she was pulling this face the whole time. Yeah. Like, they told her, like, you're going to play a clone in the background, so just do some generic background shit that doesn't distract. And and they went with gormless, wide-mouthed grin that I screen-capped and tweeted immediately. Well, it's just she, yeah, she wipes out... The, the one Alice wipes out a set of soldiers and then yeah, gets yeah. confronted with another squad, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, right, I have incredible psychic powers. Yes, there's, she's got magic powers. And also, stop it! Don't open that fact! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
Filming in 3D added 20% to the budget. Wow. That's how how expensive it was back then. Big old heavy cameras. Uh, I'll throw in another fact for free that I didn't bother noting, um, but it's related. Um, 3D cameras, um, at least at the time, so heavy, couldn't put them on a normal uh, Steadicam thing. Couldn't put them on a normal rig. They had a, a guy on a Segway. For any of their sort of dolly shots and stuff. Oh, that, I mean, that's going to ratchet movement. up the cost a lot, too. Segways Hell were yeah. cheap back then. Segways are not cheap. Uh, Paul Blart knows how expensive they are because of the, the one that they bought for their films. And it is the most expensive prop on set. Because <laughs> most of the money goes to Sandler and his friends. Well, it, but, This movie is better than Pixels. <laughs> oh, what isn't? Yeah. I... I but that's this is like a, a sixty million dollar film, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, this yeah, is yeah. not like I mean it's expensive, but it's not like astronomically expensive. Well, no, you look at the special effects and you know it's not astronomically expensive. Yeah, but they, boy, they really made a lot of money. After with the last film, I was looking at the Wikipedia. Box office gross has exceeded a billion dollars on these movies. A billion, with a, a billion. B. Yeah. When I think about these movies, it's the same way I think about like the Madden series of games, where even though it's my job to talk about games, that is such a, a separate entity, it feels not worth my time to cover. And then you think about just how popular those games are. Those games how... are, they're the spinal column that keeps the rest of the AAA industry standing upright. Yeah, that series we all sneer at as unimportant and pointless and shit. Like, that's the reason most, like, like, like video games happen. Madden, and similarly FIFA, this, those yeah, two. Yeah. Those things, like, dominate and, 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 and kind of deserve some respect. Uh, at least for just, just what massive powerhouses they are. Yeah. Um... And and this this film is is this series is the same way minus me ever wanting to suggest they deserve respect. Uh, so this this third squad comes in and just shoots her dead, and that's supposed to be the shock, you know, moment. Um, mm-hmm. Only that we find out there's three clones of her elsewhere in the room, and you know they need. It's to that be shot quippy. where you get yeah yeah where you get funny grinny Alice who looks weird. And, like, she doesn't belong in this film. So Wesker observes the violence and orders that they use nerve gas um, and then kills his subordinate when questioned about this order because, you know, their soldiers are still in there. And he is just a badass and does not give a fuck at all. Uh, There's so much more fighting, uh, so much clone fighting, so much Jovovich. And uh, Wesker eventually has to retreat to a tilt rotor. He's looking all smug as he triggers a bomb to purge the umbrella facility that's full of Alice's. Kills all of the Alice clones, just in case you were worried that the writers would have to work hard making them work with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Don't worry about that. We we don't want to, like, like tire out any of the script writers here. So let's just blow all them up and reset that big twist from the last film to zero. That's really, really important. Um, because the real Alice is on the plane. And, you know, while we're cleaning up messes left by former films, or prior films, uh, she sneaks up behind Wesker and gives him an opportunity to inject her with the serum that neutralizes the T-virus, which was giving her superpowers. 
That's like, it. Huh. Back oh. to the beginning. It's like, shit, you know? I mean, I know the point of this was to, to make your, your wife look really, like, powerful and awesome, but we can't do anything with this. Ah, that's fine. Just, just it, take away your powers. Well, he was happy with it because then the message of this film becomes even without magical <laughs> powers, she's still better than every Resident Evil character you've ever fucking seen. And it's true. And, uh, like, so she, she loses all her powers, <laughs> and and he and Wesker smacks her around a bit, because he's got them. Because he's like, you've been recalled. Yeah. And then he has T virus powers. And she thanks him for making her human again. Because it was such a burden having magic Oh, man, it was rough. Being awesome at everything forever. And then the plane crashes into a mountain. And we get one of those still pan <laughs> 3D shots. And it looks so bad. It lo- it not only Wesker looks, looks like, like that actor, his body type, um, which is, you know, I'm not. it's not body judgment, clearly not from me. He looks way better than I could. He looks fantastic. He looks fantastic, but he's got a kind of, like, built frame. Yeah. And that frame, half suspended in the air, with his legs together and his ass on display, <laughs> don't look good. He doesn't look cool like that. Even with his face still trying to look stoic. Like, oh, an explosion doesn't phase him. Like, if anything, he should have been on his feet, but, like, recoiling back somewhat physically but with his face still stoic that would have looked cool instead he was kind of like looking set to be thrown out the window of the helicopter wait, wait. and it don't look good he just look, he looks so lumpy in in his suit with that sort of built frame in that pose it's terrible and then then you get to Mila Jovovich's frozen face oh who well, and- she just looks slightly irritated and it's shit's she is not restrained. There's nothing. She is fucked, right? I think we could both agree, especially oh, now without T virus to heal her. I mean, she should pretty much just be paced in this incident as this plane slash helicopter collides headlong into the side of a mountain and fills the entire interior that this whole scene is set in. Fills the entire interior with bits of explosion. Yes. Part of a mass, like a way bigger explosion, but nevertheless big enough to fill a room. She is covered in explosion. And yet, as is so human, because <laughs> Alice is human now, she yeah, literally. Yeah, well, she's the human. Literally walks away from this. Yes, uh, I think they. I think they apply some bruise and scuff makeup <laughs> to her face. <laughs> but otherwise, unharmed. Because remember what this movie is about. It is even as a human, Mila Jovovich is better than the rest of us. Yep. She is basically a Yazus. Six months later. Alice is flying to catch up with the friends she left behind in her assault on Umbrella. They've gone to Arcadia, which is somewhere around Alaska, I guess, and promises a safe haven. She gets up somewhere there. Somewhere around there. And there's a bunch of aircraft, 
including the helicopter that their friends that her friends took. It's a fact. Oh. It's really powerful, especially against living things. Yes. When Alice lands at the Alaskan airfield full of planes, only seven of those planes were actually there that day. They added the rest digitally. Well, I bet that was a wonderful cost savings. Yeah. That, the savings make themselves, <laughs> and they pass those savings on to no one. No, they put them directly into their pockets. That's, that's yeah. how that works. As is their inalienable right. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is America, last I checked. We're not Russia yet. Yet. But, you know, give us... I mean, you know, it's only been two weeks. That's right. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, back on with the film. Uh, so the... Uh, she finds these aircraft, but there's no settlement of any kind. And so she's lamenting this to a video camera, but then sees someone out of the corner of her eye running past. And she tries to follow finds a bunch of crows and then gets attacked by the someone that she saw. And it's a crazed woman with a knife who, upon being subdued, is revealed to be Claire Redfield, who you may recall, thanks to the very brief flashback a moment earlier, was one of the survivors that Alice left behind. I do recall. I do recall there being many characters from the Resident Evil series who aren't as good as Mila Jovovich and she was one of them. Here is yet another yep, here is one of the fine examples we've been shown. And she's got oh, some sort so of good. weird device that looks like a scarab beetle on her chest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that was from uh, Resident Evil 5. That was used to control Jill's mind in I, Resi 5. I didn't get that far in that game. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I, I watched the, the end of It's an that okay game. game. Yeah, I, I wasn't into it. Uh, the co-op yeah. thing just didn't feel Actually, like Resident Evil to me. Similar to this film for me, my experience with Resi 5 lights up every time Wesker's on screen. Mm. And and the rest of it, I could take a leave. I, I do, I did, did enjoy the missile throwing at the end. That cracked me up. Yes, that was really yes. Funny. It did get very absurd at the end, and yeah. that was fun. Uh, so when Claire comes to, uh, turns out she has amnesia. Alice tries to fill her in on some details, but it's not getting through. And she even name drops the classic name Kmart that we all remember. Oh yes, to... yes. Uh, the Kmart, you remember character. Kmart? Yes, the crucial that, character Kmart. That charismatic character, right? Please, Claire, remember the charismatic Kmart that we all love. She is. I don't. Kmart. She is. They, they are so fixated on Kmart. And they there were like Kmart. two other people in that helicopter who get no attention whatsoever <laughs> from this movie. I don't understand no. it. Um, anyway, the camera pulls back and we get another computer display thing that indicates, oh, you know, if, now if you'd been paying attention during the prior three films, you know that, that, that this, this means that someone is tracking Alice. Yes. I mean, I would say even if you don't know, like they... It's it's not subtle. No, you, you no. get the sense. Yeah, that, yeah they're, they're being watched. Ooh. 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 Back in the plane uh, with Claire, Alice heads south along the uh, western seaboard. Uh, eventually, that she does. She arrives in Los Angeles, where she observes an absence of any activity, suggesting that someone has cleaned up the city. But it turns out all the zombies are just surrounding the only living things left in Los Angeles. Which, oh God. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. 
I got a little chubby thinking about that. <laughs> I'm going to find out what caused Forrest's death. It looks like he was killed by a fact or something. I like that one. Yeah, that was good. Um, the f- this is the first Resident Evil movie to actually shoot in all of the specified locations. Oh, wow. Yeah, Tokyo, so th- Alaska, and LA, they were there for it all. That's... Um, in the other films, they hadn't been at the locations they said they were for, you know, not all of them anyway. That's, that's, well, I mean, Los Angeles, I, I swear to God, the city's never looked better in my estimation. <laughs> Empty and dead and burning. It's it, when I dream of Los Angeles. That's how I see it. Um, just <laughs> empty, N- nothing, nothing living there. It is an awful place. Uh, honestly, no that's that's my dream for every city. <laughs> see, I, I love cities. I love cities. Uh, a well-designed city is a thing of beauty. Like yeah. I, I liked New York a lot. I mean, well, what I what I mean is, I like I like cities. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer. You know, I live in kind of a cityless area now and you know how alive I felt when I was in New York because right. I understand cities but I would like it if there weren't people anywhere ever and it was just me and it was just me and people running restaurants <laughs> that I could be very happy it's with it's just you and a service industry that never yes. leaves their businesses <laughs> so I could have a sandwich at one in the morning yeah yeah. Oh God. Heaven is a place. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. Um. So the, the uh, everyone is is positioned. Uh, all these zombies are crowded around a prison. Uh, that has these last survivors in it. Um, and deciding that there's no way to land near the prison. And I guess if you could, there'd be no way into the prison past the literal ocean of zombies surrounding it. Um. Alice opts to land atop the prison in a daring maneuver, aided by the survivors who clear a path and then prevent the plane from falling off the edge of the building. Um, Now, the survivors think that Alice is from Arcadia. Oh, familiar name. Uh, They've been receiving radio broadcasts from these guys also, and they're disappointed to to learn that Alice has nothing to do with them. Um, But she manages to to befriend two of these survivors, uh, Luther and Angel, and comes to find out that Arcadia isn't a settlement uh, in, in the sense that it's a physical location, but it's a ship that's currently off the coast of Los, uh, Los Angeles. Um, so she tells Claire, and Claire responds that she already knows this because her memories are starting to come back. So that's good. That's valuable. That will be necessary uh, it's necessary to establish that Claire's memory is going to recover for a couple of yes. plot reasons. Uh, so we do that. Great. Um, now, at night, Angel fires a flare from the top of the prison, and then the camera pans down to luther leg torches, and it's all very much shot for 3D. Uh, but there is a payoff because the shot continues into the ground for, like, a really long fucking time. Like, there's a long period of just black on the screen. And then, uh, and then it reveals that there's just zombies burrowing underground. What a waste of time this film is. It really is. Uh, we 
then are given the ob- obligatory introduction of all of the new survivors. Um, Crystal is a failed actress. Bennett is an asshole producer. And uh, Kim Yong was his intern. Um, over food, Crystal and uh, Claire and, and I guess Luther is there. Uh, and, and Alice, they're all they're all talking about how, you yeah. know, what their options are for escape. Now the two seater won't work because they you know can't make risk making multiple trips and landing on top of this building. They were lucky to pull it off the first time. Uh, but Crystal suggests that there's another option that uh, Luther sort of tries to play down, and then acquiesces. I guess that's the implication because he takes Alice downstairs. And sort of explains their rationale for taking over the prison because it was well defended and why it was empty. I guess they just they released all the prisoners to help in the fight. Or I don't know. I wouldn't do that if I were the guards in a prison. You know, just knowing what I know about prison guards. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, yeah. Fuck you guys. No, for sure. And we out. That, yeah, so, like this, if, this this prison would just be closed cells with zombies inside it. That's what this would be, because it would spread that, from one cell to another eventually. That yeah, that seems like the the outcome. But whatever, this is a fantasy. Um, yeah, it's Paul W S Anderson's wildest fantasy. <laughs> is that is that what it is? Okay. Yes, this this is this one movie specifically as well out of all of them is his ultimate fantasy come true. Um so <laughs> Luther takes Alice to the one prisoner who's still in a cell and they they like, they just left him in there because they're like, "Well, yeah. shit. If they let everybody else out, but this guy still he must be dangerous." And they even have like a guy whose job is just to hang out there and watch him. Like and actually guard this dude. It seems, it seems like a misplaced effort. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they could be doing better things. I mean, don't like, get me wrong. Not that Wendell Wendell has his value because he he hears things in the walls, um, and he could have you know maybe warned everyone earlier about the horrible thing that's about to befall them. Um, so Luther takes Wendell to investigate these noises, and Alice is left to talk to the prisoner, who introduces himself as Chris. Um, this guy's an actor. Like yes, that you you might he know was in things. Prison Break. Yes, and and he just in fact that had just ended, or it was yeah, in its final in, season when he did. One this. of the facts I didn't write down actually was that this actor was worried that he this movie would associate him too closely with Prison Break, because he starts off in a cell. And in both films, one of his early lines is telling a character he knows a way out. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't write that fact down, but... The American prevailing is a cliche that only happens in your Hollywood movies. Oh, Mr. Kennedy, you entertain me. To show you my appreciation, I will help you awaken from your world of facts. The name Afterlife was the working title for the previous movie, Extinction. Yes, I had read that. and uh, Yeah. I wrote that one down instead of the interesting prison break one. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if anything, just to show how interchangeable these names are, it's no wonder we get confused. And, and so Chris, um, 
he maintains that he was a soldier when the military was here, you know, being stationed here when, when the military was using this prison as some sort of staging ground to fight the infected, I guess. Um, and he was Something overtaken by prisoners when they let the prisoners out and thrown into the cell as a ha ha joke. Oh, so funny. Uh, but nobody else uh, among the survivors now occupying the prison, like, are buying this. <laughs> like, they just don't believe it. Uh, he does claim that he knows a way out, though. Um, that he does. And so Luther and Alice go back up to, I guess, the cafeteria. And she shows him that, you know, looks can be deceiving, I guess, because she has all these weapons. Like, Luther doesn't trust Chris because he looks in his eyes and sees a killer. And, and Alice is like, well, what do you see when you look in my eyes? And then she shows him all the weapons as if that's supposed to be like, oh, my God, you are a killer and you didn't look like one in your eyes. But she's got all these fucking guns on. Like, she's loaded for bear. Why would you not think she was a killer? In fact, who's still alive at this point is not a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, and 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 the more killerier you are, probably the better, right? I would think. Like, I really cannot figure out how Crystal and Kim Yong have survived. I cannot figure it out. Kim Yong is fucking useless, and and yeah. I guess. The- well, I think that it was twenty eight days later that like perfectly typified this when when Christopher Eccleston's talking to Cillian Murphy, and it's like, who did you kill? And then Cillian Murphy's confused. He's like, you're alive. You killed someone. Mm-hmm. Like that, 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 that to me is, is a fantastic uh, little dialogue exchange that really highlights what an apocalypse means. Like this sort of apocalypse. Right. And, and uh, I mean, is, you know, if you're alive, you've killed. And Bennett is, you know, supposed to be his former boss. And so there's some like suggestion that he's been keeping him around. You know, he like he's been supporting him, I guess, or keeping him alive to some extent to serve him. But, but, what, no, yeah. I can't imagine why. I would have killed Kim, Kim Young. Like, if I were Bennett, I would just have gotten so sick of having to deal with his useless <laughs> ass. I'd have just killed him. So that doesn't float for me either. Like, none of this makes sense. Kim Young should not be alive. Why is he alive? Or, at the very least, trade places. Put him in the, the, the prison. Yeah. Slash bus, sure. And then let Chris have some, I don't know, tinned beans or whatever it is they're eating. <laughs> anyway, also Alice. Why keep him alive? Like, if you're that scared of the man, just throw him off the roof. And oh, and, and along with her her weapons, her her vast arsenal, she also collects quarters. Alice does. Oh, was that why money was coming out of all the enemies? Yeah, 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 bit? yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, this is the. Set- I thought it was some game reference, but then I'm like, okay, they drop money, but money doesn't fly out of them. This is the setup for that payoff. Yeah. Right. They establish so that, that we she can has see some a whole bunch of quarters, and and, right. and she puts them into little stacks and refers to it as a hobby. Yeah. Right. Right. Collector. That she has just for this movie the the 3D shot one. Right. Yeah. That's gotcha. You got it. 
Yeah, she. I mean, such a hobby that we've never seen it before. No, four, fourth film. Fourth film. We're yeah. only just now learning this about Alice. I mean, yeah. what other hidden depths does she have? She has none because they don't make 3D look good. <laughs> she might have some in the next. I don't know what gimmick they're doing for that you one. Need, you need visual uh, depth in 3D. Yes. Not hidden depth. Well, she's the she's the movie equivalent of Final Fantasy's lightning. It's a, all the personality is in the way she dresses, looks, and the cool flips she can do. So old man Wendell hears more noises, and we are shown that the zombies have now managed to start burrowing their way into the prison. Um, outside, a dude with a giant axe is inexplicably just wandering through town. Complete global facturation. <laughs> the movie references Resident Evil 5 yes. a lot. Countless game elements are featured, such as the mutant wielding the giant axe. Yep. There we go. Yep. But why... Why is he one? Mm? No. I... Uh, just to let you know he's coming. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's like the Funk Soul Brother song. It's just to let you know that he's on his way. So Luther shows Alice the shower. <laughs> and leaves her to bathe. Sorry. And then she hears something. Pulls a gun. Poking around to discover it's old Ben Wendell. She's here to get oh a little cheeky God. peek. Someone should have told him to just watch the first Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, it's all there. But as she's throwing him out of the shower, zombies attack. And one of them takes Wendell down a burrow hole. So oh, that's no. horrifying. Actually, I mean, that. every time someone is just sort of unceremoniously removed, and, and that is how all the deaths are in this, pretty much, uh, in terms of yeah, the survivors. Yeah. Uh, none of them really get cool deaths. It's all yanks and off-screen screams and things. Yeah. Uh, There's not a lot of actual, like, gory... Big death. But I will say that when they do, the, their technique for doing it is very effective. Like, it's very just snapping in and out, and it always seems to look cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, 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 if all these deaths occurred, like, in an Aliens-style film before we see the aliens, and there were still lots of other people to be killed in other interesting ways... That would be very good, creepy, getting rid of people, mm -hmm. picking them off kind of good stuff. Good way to pare down to your core survivors. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but that's it's but, just but that's, how people That's die. a task for a much better movie. Well, again, we screenwriters have got to have their naps. Mm -hmm. It's true. So uh, the survivors evaluate their options, which are pretty slim. And decide to release Chris in order to learn how he plans to get them out. Um, as they do so, Chris recognizes Claire and claims to be her brother. But she doesn't remember. Oh, because that amnesia. Right, the amnesia. That's handy. Yeah. But, but because she has established with Alice that her memories are returning, Alice can then use that to justify maybe Chris is telling the truth and not just some creepy, creepy fucker who tried to just touch a person he's never met before in the face. That's true. Yeah. Again, important things to establish. Yeah. The, the movie works on the important things. <laughs> not not shit like plot and, and 
following through on things you've promised from the last movie. But making sure you know that this is Chris and Claire Redfield. They got that down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Chris's plan involves an armored personnel carrier that's stored in a garage in the prison. Uh, but they'll need to cut the lock off the door to gain entry. They'll also need more weapons. And Chris tells them about an armory that's in the basement. And then the dude with the axe shows up and starts hitting the fence that's keeping all the zombies out. So Claire and Luther go to deal with the axe dude, and they're trying to reinforce the barrier, and, and they, they shoot him in the head with no effect. Uh, Alice and Chris, meanwhile, head to the armory, uh, but find that the lower floors are flooded. And so they'll have to swim down to get to all the weapons. Uh, Crystal, it just so happens. You're not going to believe this, Jim. Oh, oh God. I'm, I mean, I'm sat down. I'm as braced as I can. Let's... I mean, that's here, right? Crystal was a swim champ in high school. Ah! Ah! I know, right? What? And so she volunteers to join them, them being Alice and Chris, in their, you know, swimming to wherever this armory is. So after a tension-filled... Uh, hang on, hang on. Um, can, you, can you hear air quotes... Um, I think you can you can make them in a you can uh, tonally okay. communicate them after a tension filled underwater sequence where it's clear that there are also zombies underwater. Uh, that works. They they, they they come out to the other side, and Crystal is just unceremoniously killed. Like people are killed in this movie. Just zombie pops <laughs> up, uh, face sucks her, and pulls her yeah. down into the water again. Jill and Barry together, uh, in fact. Yes? Claire Redfield wears a red vest. Her primary outfit from the Resident Evil game. Why, yes, you're right. I'm, I'm not wrong, nor was Amazon X right. No. Is this the point <laughs> at which that fact came up? Uh, around about this point. Huh. The next one's even more pertinent. So Alice and Chris are forced to pull back from the zombies that are now flooding out of the flooded uh, floors. Uh, but, but they do so to the armory where they can get all the weapons that they carry. Uh, so life's good. And Alice is, uh, uh, seems to be getting a little aroused by the offerings uh, on display. Um, so now Bennett, Kim Young, and Angel get the garage open only to find that the engine isn't installed in the personal in the personnel carrier. So they're kind of fucked. Uh, Bennett, res- Bennett responds to this by shooting Angel. Just, just pulls a gun out and, and shoots. I, you seem confused, but, but this makes perfect sense to me. It does? Yeah. Yeah, the, f- the film needed something to happen. Oh, oh, I always... We need to come up with, like, a term for that. Like, there needs to be a term for when a character or situation comes out of nowhere to resolve something in the plot. There's got to be a. You, yeah. There's got to be. A I'm word. sure there is a name for I know. it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's a, like narrative dissonance. You might, you know, some might say or something. But, but there needs to be like just a one word, something that I can 
go to, so I don't have to like we don't have to explain this every time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so in the comments, figure that out. Um, because we're lazy. Very lazy, like interminably, insufferably lazy. It's very, very. Almost true. as bad as the writers. Almost, from. almost. Uh, but here's the difference. If we were lazier, we'd be in comas. We're we're willing to admit we need help. These guys just keep on doing their thing. On and on. I don't know. Maybe they did try and ask for help, but Anderson was too busy wanking in a closet somewhere. Well, this is like this one and the rest of these. He's he's written these. Oh, well, there we go. He's the writer. He he was wanking in a closet. Yeah. Yeah. And they tried to piece it together from the cum-stained rags that passed as the script. Oh, delightful. Um, <laughs> so then, then Bennett goes to try to steal the plane, uh, which uh, then draws all the survivors' attention up to back up to the roof to uh, witness him doing that. And because we need to have them all on the roof again. Yes. And uh, he flies the plane off the roof and... Nearly kills himself, but manages to write the plane just in the nick of time. And it produces, admittedly, a pretty awesome stripe of zombie carnage. I bet this looked good in 3D. Mm. Which is weird, mm. because it's a very flat, distant shot. No, but but it still would have had some sense of depth to it. That's the kind of subtle 3D that works, though, not the slow-motion shit of the camera that I don't even think looks all that good. Well, and, and to provide a, a perfect uh, a counterpoint to how awesome that probably looked in 3D in a, in a subtle, clever application of it, Alice herds everybody into the elevator and uses a bomb to destroy the gear so that the car is plummeted down the shaft into the water below. She then ties a cable around her waist, lures the zombies across the full length of the roof, dropping a bomb in the, on the, in the middle so that, um, A, I guess she maximizes the zombie carnage, but mostly because that shit looks awesome in 3D, yo! <laughs> awesome in 3D! Oh, oh, oh! Freaking Constantino! <laughs> Hitting the ground... After swinging, like she swings along the building, and it is just so badly green screeny 3D. Like mm-hmm. it just looks, There's a lot of it that. It looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, she hits the ground and reunites with with Luther. Uh, and and there's some more gratuitous slow mo in 3D pandering. Yeah. Uh, where she you know like empties out her revolvers as she's running through the crowd. And it yeah. takes- oh, there's another one. There's another one. Uh, another fact I didn't note, but I was going to just bring up as general conversation. The amount of continuity errors and factual errors with guns. Mm. Like, from Limitless magazines to there's one shot of her with twin revolvers where you can see the barrels clearly, like, none of the chambers have any bullets in. Yeah, I, after the- And even if you tried to say there was a bullet in the cha- like in the chamber that's, like like, right there... Um, like in the the I don't know how to I don't know how to describe guns, but right where the hammer hits when she pulls the trigger, the 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 whole thing's gonna spin and hit the the empty chamber. Right. She can't shoot with those guns. She shouldn't be able to shoot with those guns. But she's Miller Jovovich. She could shoot with an empty gun if she wants. Well, and, and I I bet 
I bet the uh, internet firearms in, in film database or whatever. I bet the entry on this movie. Oh god, yeah. If I could be fucked to a remember them and b look them up and and c ever continue that joke, um, I bet they'd have words to say. Oh, so many words. And, and so she she unloads the revolvers and then tosses them behind her to give us a you know an awesome 3D shot and then pulls the shotguns and gives us the payoff for the sort of incongruous quarters scene earlier because apparently she loads her shotguns with bullets or with with quarters and it, Unbelievable. And it's, it's a, a really cool effect. This is so goddamn I mean, just, impractical. Very impractical, but I'm impressed that they built up that hobby over the course of four <laughs> films for this one big payoff. But no, 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 you're right. Very impractical. Like, how, well, she has two of these shotguns. She's going to get, what, four mm-hmm. barrels out of that before she has to load more quarters in? Yes, yes. What a pain in the ass. And, 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 and by the way, don't bother counting. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't bother. There's no point. Yeah. Um, they didn't. They didn't. Right, yeah. right. The people making the film never counted any bullets ever. It's just when bullets or quarters needed to happen, they happened, okay? So with the uh, carrier out of the question, the gang decides to exit the way the zombies got in to the prison through the whole... <laughs> Johnny Mesner auditioned for the role of Chris Redfield. Did he now? Yeah. I could do a better nemesis than that, but that was, that was a bad one. I'm sorry. Stars. Yeah, yeah, that was Stars. I can, give me, I'll have to lubri- lubricate my throat, but I can do a decent one sometimes. Anyway, Johnny Mesner, whatever, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Um, but he auditioned. So Chris and Luther start heading down, uh, but useless Kim Yong hesitates. And then, uh, like everybody else, gets suddenly killed uh, by the <laughs> by the strangely silent appearance of the axe dude. Like he's huge, massive. I, I even even if he were light of foot, I cannot imagine him being able. And he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Sorry, it's, he was dragging his axe everywhere yeah. for a start, like pyramid head. So. I, I cannot conceive of how he made it into this room with five people and nobody observed him. Oh, oh. I know why. Do you know why, Jim? Because the movie needed him. <laughs> <laughs> Alice gets knocked out pretty quickly in the fight with Axe Dude, uh, but Claire saves her by drawing Axe Dude's attention before he can make the killing blow. And then she yeah. does... And if anyone's worried, I just got to, again, interject, if anyone's worried that they just saw Mila Jovovich rescued by a lesser, don't worry. They'll, they'll fix they'll it. They'll recover. They'll make that right. But, but Claire does the whole chase them to the wall so you can wall run backflip over them trick, which is like Alice's trademark. Like, yeah. Claire's biting her style hard. Well, again, again, the movie needed needed it and then, to happen. And then when she lands, oh my god. Like, I watched the land, I watched her fucking stick this landing <laughs> so many times because it is so dramatic. 
and it shows it demonstrates. Well, you know what you've it demonstrates. You know what you've got to do. Willful application of slow motion that this film uses, <laughs> because she lands in this sort of cat-like, you know, landing yeah. pose and snaps her head up and holds that. It's, oh yeah. It is so awkward, so strange. But if you watch closely, you can see that they have adjusted the speed of this footage to achieve this effect, meaning that at any time they could have sped up all of this slow motion shit in this Oh, we could have had this film done in 20 fucking minutes. But there you go. Stick the landing, Brianna! But it's so funny. You've worked so hard for this, Brianna! (laughs) Stick (coughs) the landing! It's, but I you you get that right? I do, I do get that. I Good. do get that. I was hoping, it was just for you that I did it. I don't care about the audience. That was just for so. You. But she, did she? It's oh, I I did. I watched it like six times. I kept going back. I was like, it's so <laughs> fucking funny. The the snap. I, we, we should supply a gift because it's uh oh, it's it's beautiful. Anyway, um. Well, you say we should supply a GIF. It's going to be me if anyone does Commenters it. should supply a GIF. Oh, yeah, 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 commenters. Because I can't, I don't know how to make GIFs. Uh, do you use websites now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was... I don't care what anyone believes. I think that's one of the funniest things I've ever said. <laughs> uh, Claire plugs Axe Dude with a shotgun to the chest. Um, but it's not enough because we need another big 3D axe shot. So, uh, mm. he gets back up and throws the axe. Um, just in time for Alice to have stood up and pull Claire down to safety. So don't worry. <sighs> they fixed they it. They fixed it. They wiped away the debt. And then Alice blows up his head. Yeah. Now this is the bit that I kept wanting to see again and again. The blowing up of the because head? Because when the... After the blowing of the head, when, when the big axe dudes, the big axe mutant, head blows up, falls forward, right? In slow motion, of course. Right. And you watch his fingers. Because it's clearly just a big rubber corpse that they've made and pushed over. <laughs> and the fingers are so boneless. Like, they are wobbling and wibbling in every direction, like little tentacles. And I knew it was coming because I was like, I was, I didn't give a shit about anything in the scene. I was watching his hands. I was like, we watched these wobble and they did. Uh, Beautiful. Beautiful. See, I think what, well, as much as you love that, I love what follows, which is like the worst transition ever in a movie. I don't know why there is a 45 second zoom in on a drain. To go to black and and come out like I know I know that they're like, oh, meanwhile down in the sewers, but holy fuck, it took forever. And it was it a 3D Again, shot? Again, dragging it out. It seems like Probably. a 3D shot. And and but why? I mean, it's all 3D. Why are you 3D? It'll look good. <laughs> uh, a, a, a bathroom drain, I guess. Oh. And not effectively. It's just a brown. Great. Alice and Claire crawl. It may be a great, but it looks great in 3D. 
so great you want to spend almost a minute looking at it. Uh, Alice and Claire Fuck crawl me. through the gore-coated tunnels where they... Oh, oh, mm. oh, oh. Um, um, oh, shit, I don't, I don't have a, a... I didn't have... I've got quotes. Hang on. I, I've got to do this fact at this point. What have I got? No, I can't do the merchant because I'm going to do an entire episode on the next one that's all merchant. Um, uh, oh, God. Uh, oh, Jill says I'm so sorry in Resident Evil 5. I don't know why that's on wiki quote. I'm so fat. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is Mila Jovovich's first Resident Evil movie since becoming a mother. Oh, that's got to come up at this point because the fact came up at the moment she was crawling through a dirty tunnel, and I don't know what they're trying to say about her. Oh my god, that's funny. That's a that's a good. I this was the first movie where I don't want to be like, um, oh man, Mila Jovovich is getting old, right? Because that's not what this. But this is the first time I observed the passage of time that has taken place since the first film. Well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 been a long ass time. It's been eight like, years. Like series, yeah, yeah. And and I like it. Just I didn't realize that. I, I guess I guess it just at some point I got a good look at at Mila's face, and I and maybe it's a difference in how they do the makeup uh, in this one as well, because she's very dirty face a lot of the time. Um. And and dirty chested, like they they smudge up her chest and her face, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. otherwise she she looks great. Yeah, but is she? Uh, yeah, you know, I was like, oh, she looks. She didn't look old. She just looks mature now in a way that she she looked very, um, not. She looked like a woman in her twenties, in the first couple movies, and now she looks like a, you know, mature woman who might have a child. And that's how aging yeah, works. I just did it, it. I. But it, it does. I th- I see what you mean. Like like just looking at, uh, uh, at where she started to where she is now. Like it just. Yeah, this has been a big chunk of her and life. And this is the point. This is the point at which it was really observable to me that that this much time had actually passed. Um, was you know getting to get a look at her face and say, "Wow, you know what? We're all getting older, and we're all gonna die one day. That's that's coming. Yeah, that's coming. So super cool. We're all." All gonna die crawling through a dirty tunnel. Um, as Luther, uh, well, says so so Luther uh, sends them onto a storm drain and gets the news that uh, Kim Young was killed. N- no tears were shed. Um, he, he pretends like tears should be shed, but um, none, none are. Uh, no. and, and Luther sends no them onto a storm drain exit where Chris is waiting. And as Luther goes to drop down, he is attacked by a zombie in the tunnel. And the tunnel caves in, trapping him. And we are left to assume that he's dead. Uh, so they really just, like, boom, 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 take out... I want you in my room. <laughs> Sorry, instantly. They took out four survivors in the span of, like, 15 minutes, if that. I mean, it was quick. Yeah. Uh, I, I was impre- and, and some of these scenes really dragged out. Like, all, all told, this could have been done in five minutes. Is, that's an impressive rate to kill or eliminate survivors from a party. Um, yeah. So they, uh, the three remaining survivors being uh, Claire and, and Alice and, and uh, Chris, uh, they emerge from the drain pipe. They take a boat to the Arcadia, but they find nobody aboard. Though they do find uh, the wreck of Alice's plane, so Bennett at least made it this far. Yeah. 
Um, the ship's log indicates that there have been no updates to the ship's log in the last three days. I see the president has equipped his daughter with facts. That'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll do. Uh, the interior of the Arcadia does not match the exterior of the vessel in shape or size. No, it does not. There you go. There's a fact for you. Uh, Umbrella's built a TARDIS. They have. Just, just in case you were wondering. Um, and it, it holds 2,000... It's currently holding 2,000 survivors in, in, in this ship. So there's that. Um, yep. Traveling below deck, they find a door with the Umbrella logo. Dun, dun. Oh, dun. fuck my foreskin. Uh, and Claire, all of a sudden, now has the full memory of being picked up on the beach. And... Um, soldiers trying to capture the people instead of offering them assistance and having the weird yeah. scarab I, device attached to her chest. All I could do at this point was yell, why are you doing this to them on the beach? Get them on the boat where they can't run away. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, They were all willing to go with you, yeah. but you decide to <laughs> attack them on the beach. You fucking... Umbrella, well, umbrella. You know, well, no, that's what you I know, call dumbrella. That's even better you, you, for what my purpose is. You know, you know why? You know why they did that, Jim? Oh, why did they do that, Conrad? They, they did it because it was necessary for the plot to have Claire separated from the rest of the survivors. Oh, yeah. That's that's why. That's why they did that. Uh, wow. Uh, so, uh, but this, yeah, so she winds up fighting off her attackers and, and gets separated from the rest of the group. And that's why she was found alone up there. Um, through the door, they find a typically umbrella white room with the typical umbrella design sense. You know, their, their eye towards practicality. Yes. Uh, they're ergonomic, <laughs> feng shui sensitive. <laughs> Uh, very well designed interiors that don't match the exteriors of anything because of, as you say, the, the, the survivors are stored in little capsules underneath the floor, <laughs> helping nobody. <laughs> Claire figures out from a uh, Nintendo Switch that uh, <laughs> the umbrella that umbrella has been collecting survivors uh, to perform new experiments on. And uh, so, why? Yeah, I don't know. Why? Uh, but they were like, like the games were more logical than that. Like by the time real bioterrorist horrible things were happening, Umbrella got liquidated. Yeah, yeah. Like they dealt with it. Well, I mean, they're like Resident Evil Four. It was like a a a, a, a fucked up cult who would still be doing things in the wake of this sort of stuff. There doesn't seem to be. Any governing body whatsoever in activity in this world. And anything no. that seems like it could be is merely a front for Umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a company that has, like, so clearly won <laughs> and can't stop. Uh, you know, actually, I can think of one example. I can think of one example where somebody very, very, very clearly won something and yet maintained this weird obsession with proving oh, that they won. that's true. 
That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, not not quite so fanciful then. Carry that's on. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Um, is it just me, or or does this film carry with it a very sort of anti-immigration? <laughs> Let's talk about that for an hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they release all the survivors um, and specifically then seek out Kmart because, again, she's the only one of the people that was in that group that went to Arcadia that matters. Yes. Um, Alice continues to explore the ship, finding a full tilt rotor hangar inside because, sure... Why not? Why not? Why not? At this fucking point, why not? And there's, oh, there's like half a dozen oh, of by, these fucking things in there. By the way, we should start from the first floor, okay? And Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. F- fact. <laughs> See, I, I thought you would have At- gone with take this fact. It might be useful for you to... I know, but but like where I did a few weeks ago, I subverted it by doing Fair. the whole thing and then awkwardly appending. Very clever. For, for Very an clever. added goof. Yeah. It's a goof within a goof. It's 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 what Tim and Eric call anti-humor, like, except they're good like at it. It's like a meta goof. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like to try and bring to the table. It, it's a little bit of effort, which if you've seen this <laughs> very, film, might be alien very, to you. Very at this point. little bit of effort. Yeah. <laughs> I just realised how insulting it was that I called that um, to me as well. Someone who has put better effort into yeah, things. Yeah. Um, anyway, here's your last fact. This is the last one I've got for you. At 300 million worldwide, I'm guessing that's initial. Um, 300 million worldwide. This is the highest grossing Canadian film. Oh, wow. Of all time. And also the highest-grossing Resident Evil movie of them. I, I actually I have I have a fact because you reminded me that this is a Canadian film. The costume design mm-hmm. in this film, which I I think is very good. I think the costume design in this is quite solid. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. It all looks good. Um, it was done by I, I believe it's Denise Cronenberg. Yes, I remember seeing that in the credits. And that is, and, and that is David Cronenberg's sister, uh, who, ah. who does costume design for many of his films as well, uh, okay. worked on The Fly. Because I saw the name and I wondered if there was a relation. Yeah, there is a relation. Um, uh, she worked on, on The Fly and Existence mm-hmm. and, and several other uh, pretty good films. Um, Wonderful. So, yeah, there you go. A little, a little bonus fact. Yeah, she did a fine yeah, job. Yeah, did a fine job here. I, every, every film that I saw her listed... On that I had seen, I was like, yeah, okay, that works. That makes sense. Good work. Uh, so, oh, right, right, right. So Alice finds this tilt rotor hanger and, and gives the camera time to really, really focus in on the big purge bomb. The big bomb mm. that purges yeah. umbrella facilities. There's a, there's a big purge you bomb. You may remember Again. earlier in the movie. A purge bomb was detonated at the Tokyo facility. This is like it's the that bomb, bomb that purged yeah, things. Yeah, right. Yeah, the one that just sort of created a sphere of destruction and then imploded it upon itself. That one. Yeah, there's one of these here. Yeah. The camera. I remember it's that. important that you know. There's this bomb here. Um, and then she finds another lab with a bunch of desiccated corpses on tables and Wesker. 
hey, Wesker's here. Wesker! And suddenly the movie is a trillion times better. It's suddenly a pretty good, schlocky, crappy B-movie. Wesker reveals that he's having trouble controlling the T-virus in his body and has been consuming DNA, expecting that this will solve the problem. I mean, that makes sense to me, right? Uh, I'm into it. It's it's a deal where I kind of, like, is that the T-virus talking? Because that, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, it makes some, but it's like, it's like having the same, it's it's the same level of logic that allows people to think that things that uh, certain world leaders say make logical sense because they're absent any details or actual rationale. It's just a series of semi-connected mm-hmm. statements. Right. Yeah. That's what this is like. Um, mm-hmm. It's just weird. It's it's bollocks. It's just is, total is basically it. Yeah. Uh, but now he wants to to do this with Alice, figuring that you know, well, her DNA will obviously work because she's yeah, the only if, one that bonded perfectly with the virus. That's it. Like like for example, for example, if I eat like if I grab a handful of red berries off a bush right. and and eat them, <laughs> right, and then someone says those are poison berries. And I'll say, well, I just saw that sparrow over there eat those berries. And someone said, well, yeah, that, that, that sparrow, like, it's, in, it, it's whole digestional tract, everything about, you know, it's, it's built to eat those berries. It evolved to eat those berries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just grab the sparrow. Oh, then, then I can just keep eating berries. Yeah, that's how that works. That's, that's just that's science. That's how it works. Eat poison berries, eat a sparrow, eat more poison berries. That, my friends, is what we call Ouroboros. Bennett gets knocked the fuck out in the ensuing uh, start of fight. And then, and then yeah. the dogs split their heads. And that was pretty awesome. It's a good effect. Like, for a film series that is mostly made up of shit special effects. They brought A those, game to those work. dogs. Like, for, for yeah. far too long, in the, like four movies in, the dogs have been, I, I mean, I, I give them some credit in the first one because they were like wet and matted and that was kind of creepy. But on the whole, the dogs have been kind of, yeah. here, the dogs are awesome. And they start out. Yeah. And their, their entrance was good right. as well. Just them sort of coming either side and Wesker just like stops and everything and they just stop in unison. And, like, and they still yeah. look like they might be shitty too. When you first see them, you're like, oh, great. Yeah. More shitty dog effects. And then you get the dog effects and you're like, way to keep my expectations so low. Good job. I like, I like the fact that, that that's what makes the special effect work <laughs> even more. It's predicated on four films of shit. <laughs> That's if you wanna if you wanna make a really good movie, make a load of shit first, and then surprise them by being adequate. Chris and Claire have also come into the room, and uh, Wesker gets to have his you know, like I am a badass going to fight moment. It was kind it of was, dull. He, the throwing of the glasses. He gets the good one liner. You know, you should have brought more. You should have brought more. Uh, yeah. and then he kicks at It's good. And, got the, and the effects are, like, it's totally Wesker out of RE5. 
all his moves yeah. are there. The the sort of dashing around and it's really well executed visually. Like they nailed Wesker. Really did. Really did. I based my entire thoughts of this movie on this scene that I'd already seen before I like the rest and of it. And if this was And I thought this film was gonna be If awesome. this was all you had seen, you would be completely justified in that opinion, one hundred percent. Like this this stuff's great. It's really entertaining. Yeah. Um and he is the fucking man in combat. Kicks the crap out of Chris and Claire and ends by knocking them both into open storage pods so they can comically be lowered into the floor. Yeah. Like, fuck, yes, thank you for going camp. Um, but in spite of all of this, he uh, is ultimately defeated by Alice and the power of Kmart. Um, Chris and Claire are released. And they both empty clips into a groggy Wesker's chest for good measure. Yeah. Whose mouth, like, things keep trying to oh, come yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting the, the sort of, like, uh, Las Plagas And stuff. that's a bad effect. Yeah, it is a bad effect. He's just got bad CGI tentacles coming but out of his I mouth. I kind of like them at the same time. Because they're, they're a lot, like, in the game, they look pretty silly, too. Yeah, well, my, I think the problem with me is because they're so obviously CGI, all I could see in my mind was the actor playing Wesker having to stand there and open his mouth really wide and feel stupid doing it. And I was like, that poor guy, do you think he roared when he did it or did he do it in silence? The heroes leave Bennett behind in this lab, all locked behind the door. I'd have roared. I, I guess this gives Wesker someone to eat. And, yeah. that, and then that makes him, you know, recover or something. Yeah, it gives Wesker someone <coughs> something to eat, and it gives us someone to not see die on camera. So it works out really for everybody. Um, he takes a one of the tilt rotors and escapes the Arcadia uh, in much the same way he escaped in Tokyo, and smugly sets the purge bomb to purge Arcadia, only to discover that Alice had already put the bomb into the exact plane that he happened to steal. Oh, no. There's like six of these planes in here. Now, I can understand the rationale, you know. If you fully expect him to escape, and it's your grand plan that he be allowed to escape so that you can kill him with the bomb thing, you put it in the one that's closest to the door that you... I, I get it. That's a big risk to take. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, if I, if I were... Rep- as supposedly, you know, mastermindy as as good Wesker, I would have picked another one just in just in yeah, case. Just on the off chance that they anticipated you might try to escape. Yeah. Yeah, just in case they thought you might do the exact same thing you did at the beginning of the right. film. Just in case you did the very predictable thing, apparently. <laughs> so this this characterization of Wesker I have a problem with suddenly. Uh <laughs> Uh, oh, and also, by the way, Alice has grabbed uh, Claire and Chris, and she's like, "Hurry, hurry!" Because they've got to stop him escaping. But that's but not that why. That's out. not why she's doing it. She wants them to see the yep. explosion that she's set up. She was like, "Oh, I didn't want you to miss this," and it's like, "Oh, they weren't running out of desperation to catch Wesker. They just wanted to watch a man die." <laughs> <laughs> 
the rest of the survivors on Arcadia are set loose, and Alice decides that she's going to make it an actual beacon of hope instead of an umbrella trap. Uh, yeah. And and I've just got to point out at this moment, all I was thinking was, did they check to see if there was food on the Yes. Or are we looking at a whole I, bunch I was, of, like, skeletons in know, a week? She was starting the recording and she's saying that we have food, and I was like, do you know that? Like, are you sure? Yeah. And how long is that food going to last? Food for, like, are you making promises food for 2,000 people now? base? Yeah. yeah. 2,000 people right now on a ship that was built to mostly keep them in stasis, there's probably enough food for Wesker. The smart and that food's probably if people. They've been thinking about this, you know, like really thinking about this ethically. They never would have released the prisoners from stasis in the first place. They'd have kept them in Not there really. until they could find a place that could provide what they needed to survive. They yeah, have yeah. doomed I mean, it becomes all a thing of these like, people. I don't know if I'd be that thankful to be woken up and be like, oh, so it's still the apocalypse. <laughs> and also I'm on a boat with, you know, 1999 other people and y'all. And how much food is there? Enough for the skeleton crew on this boat? Brilliant. And you're inviting more people? Okay, so should I just drink the sea until I die now or later? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> we see that Luther survived as he emerges from a drain pipe just in time uh, to see a whole fucking fleet of tilt rotors descending on the Arcadia. Um, we're given some credits and then uh, we get a short mid-credits scene where we're taken aboard. Do we? Oh, I turned oh, it off by then. Yeah, we're taken uh, aboard one of the umbrella As much planes. as a perfect circle was, you know, tantalizing. Oh, was that? See, okay. I, I, I cannot tell the difference between tool and a perfect circle because, you know, same guy. Um, uh, yeah. So, the difference is, I usually tell the difference by, um, if I've heard the song before... I know it's a perfect song. And, and for me, I like if them. I've heard the song before, chances are it's Tool. See? And I think that's just yeah. like... You know, like a... I think we represent two, two extreme ends of the musical spectrum <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't even really like Tool, but um, that was a thing. It was, it was a, an endurance test that uh, my friends and I would do to see how long mm. we could listen to Tool sober on a loop. My friend would be so upset about this. She, uh, she, she, she loves Tool. I, they're, they're fine. I'm just. I um. I I never really cared for Tool's music. Uh-huh. Um. It's 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 again. It's it's fine. Uh, I do like a perfect circle. I just I like their songs better. But that's just me, folks. So it... that's just me. Okay, don't judge me. I'm just here raw. My 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 breast exposed for your pleasure. Um, anyway, this mid credit scene, we're taken aboard one of the Umbrella planes to find that mm-hmm. orders are being given by Jill Valentine. <gasps> Mighty ducks! Yeah, and she's wearing, you know, one of the little scarab things on her chest. So. Oh, oh. So we know she's fuck, being controlled. Fuck. Yeah. Oh my... What is Alice gonna do?! How is she gonna get out of this? No, no, one? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Fuck. Jim, 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 Bollocks. Jim, calm, calm down, calm down. Calm Piss. down. You're forgetting the central theme of these films. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll fine. It'll be fine. 
Because Alice yeah. is better than any character from Resident Evil. Yeah, and worse comes to worse, just, like, use a purge bomb to get rid of the plot. <laughs> 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 and that's... Is that Resident that's Evil? That's Resident Evil Afterlife, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. I don't believe in one after sitting through this. Um, yeah. That, I mean, I guess that was a joke. <laughs> okay, I've really got to get on with Beyond, so I'm just going to launch right yep. into it. Conrad, did you like Resident Evil Afterlife I or not? I genuinely did, actually. I had I really? had a good time. I mean, yes, it was slow. Like... And nothing happened. Like all of those slow mo scenes, I, some of them I actually rewatched. I and 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 I was uh, um, I, I sped it up. I sped up the footage. Yeah. And and made it almost run like normal. And and that looks kind of fun. That was kind of fun. So like I had some fun with it. And and right. I, I appreciated. I appreciated that it was very no frills. I thought Wesker was great. Um, See, that I can agree on. Every scene with Wesker in was, as I said um, during the podcast, uh, good, high-value entertainment in terms of schlocky, campy, B-movie drugs. This is not a... I'm not going to say this is a good movie. Because it's... it's, Mm -hmm. uh, No. Under no circumstances. Oh, I mean, a movie never has to be good to be entertaining. But but I... Did find it? I found a lot of entertainment value in it, even even when mm-hmm. it was trying like a lot of unintentional comedy. Sure, like every time it tries to demonstrate a character being a badass and they strike a pose, it's like I burst out laughing. I watch <laughs> legitimate comedies that are actually funny all the time, and and it's it, I think it was best summarized by uh by um. Bo Burnham in Make Happy and the very, very last song and he's talking about how, you know, when you're watching something alone and, and, and you just breathe out through your nose at the funny bits. Right. 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 And I, yeah, yeah, that's it's relatable. We all do. That's how I watch most legitimate. But I'm busting out laughing at how fucking <laughs> silly the poses are <laughs> and the sudden snaps and the use of, of, of camera speed tricks. Uh, it, it it's when they just start going like anime. Yeah, it's shit. just popcorn bullshit, oh, yeah. and uh, it's so stupid. It comes back around to being entertaining for me. Uh, so I had fun right. with aspects of the movie. It's as a movie, it's not a great thing. But if you really like trappings of bad B movies, there's there's something there. You know, a, a generation of kids are going to grow up nostalgic about these films. Wow. Yeah. These are like, you know, you know, for whatever generation it is, this will be their Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's so weird their, to think about. Yeah. The movie series that kind of made a decade for some people uh, in that sort of, in that strata of, of movies. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I can't say I, I was as entertained as you. I loved everything with Wesker. Um, I, I, I just, I guess I'm over the ridiculous fight scenes, and I think just the three D shite. So are they? They're me. over them too, and that's <laughs> that's why it worked for me. Because, like, I mean, I see your point. I don't. I, I can't disagree with the point. It just didn't it's like, work. It's like on from me. from the first jump. 
that Mila Jovovich does in there. And then that sudden stop and rotation. And it sets the tone for everything that I... My, it sets my expectations for what I'm going to see going forward. That they just do not give a fuck anymore about trying to trick me into thinking that the, that the laws of physics exist in this world any longer. And at that point, it's like, all right, well, if they've given up, I don't have to apply any effort either. I, I don't have to think about this. I can... I can respect that attitude. Uh, I like to, I was just piss bored for yeah. most of it, but I've got I've got a very I my tolerance for things once I feel like something's wasting my time, I get and it drags. I, it I, really does. I get drag. very uncharitable. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's a lot of like, like the, I mean the three minute Tokyo scene. The, the, right at a the lot beginning, of flying over the mountains so early typical. on, and mm-hmm. yeah, there's just a lot of shit that that could have been. Yeah, I if mean, it wasn't necessary. Establishing shots are important, but right, but it was that's you know it, the, the purpose of it was very clearly to achieve a ninety minute running time, not to yeah. provide something significant or valuable to the storytelling or you know, or even provide eye candy or I anything. Mean, it's literally filler. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's but. I, I, that's it. Yeah, I guess at, I guess at the same time, I also I appreciate it. that it's not like a super convoluted plot. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 easy to follow once once I get over the intro of not knowing where that bit's set. Yeah. Um, they very deliberately, I guess, knowing just how bogged down it had gotten. Quite. I mean, there's a reason I think it's called a purge. I think they, that they bomb because they flushed yeah. the plot they away. They gracelessly eliminated those plot elements. Um, but I do think that they. It's nice to see that they recognized that they needed to be dispensed with. Now, yeah. I think yeah. that they could have spent the first hour of the movie on the assault at at Umbrella. Like I think that they could have done some yeah. really interesting stuff. So for the amount of actual plot that happens in the film, an hour dedicated to the Umbrella Assault would have been just fine. They, and and when you think about how, oh god, oh god, what what would have been such a great callback? Because if you think you look at the very first Resident Evil, and there's all of that setup in the Umbrella facility, with people you know like walking around and doing that, and then the attack happens. And you get all that footage of people in the attack, right? They could have done it again. Mm-hmm. Only this time, it's Alice's. Yes. That would have been That's, good. And, and you could have done that for 15 minutes, which I, I think, you know, it's like the original sequence is like 10 minutes long. You know, and then you add, you know, add in some Wesker, like, like once, once shit hits the fan, you pull back, you find Wesker. <clears throat> you st- yeah. and, and so there's... It sounds like a lot of work. It does like. seem like a lot of work, and that sounds like a lot more work than what we saw. Yeah. Yeah. So it's there was there was some great potential that's unrealized, um, and I and I know that the other thing too is like that the plot stuff that they eliminated that they cleared the platform. You do realize it all comes back in the end, right? Yeah. Does it? I hate to spoil the last movie for you, but oh, all right, it, fair yeah. Enough. So you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever at this yeah. point. Whatever. I mean, from what I have heard about the well, you know, I mean, you the know that they're one, gonna, you I know mean, that they're gonna have to do that. I mean, it's the whole, it's the whole purpose of taking away her powers is so she can get them back again, in the final confrontation. It's, 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 it's with with a character that 
a returning character who the trailers liberally. Yeah, it's the, it's the same. It's the same deal with uh, in the Matrix and 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 reducing Neo's influence by forcing him to exist so much in the real world in the later movies. You know, because they gave him all these right, fucking yeah. powers. You know, there's limitless power, but it only works in this one world. So I was like, all right, fuck it. We'll just won't let him be in that world for eighty percent of the movies. Mm-hmm. Same deal. Yeah, I'm tired of talking Sorry. about this Sorry, all right. So what are we doing next time? Because I don't <laughs> think we actually figured that out. I I anticipated it while we were talking, because <laughs> I remembered that we hadn't worked something out, so I'm going to shoot a suggestion over to you, see what you think. What do you reckon on Wing Commander? Oh, snap! The classic 1999 uh. Chris Roberts movie? Nice little treat for oh, us. People, people have been asking. Like, just right? about every episode... I hear somebody ask, what are you going to do, Wing Commander? And and this is a, a movie that's got a story behind it. Um, it's got a... <laughs> I, I'm, I haven't seen it. I'm told it's terrible. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I am, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. If it's, if it's the right kind of terrible, and certainly the anticipation people have for this makes me feel like it could yeah. be, hopefully we won't start next episode depressed <laughs> in any way. Fingers yeah. crossed, unless we've been set up like masterfully for a fall. Uh, but that'll be it. Next episode of the Spin-Off Doctors will be coming at you with Wing Commander, the 1999 classic. And I, I think, I think that's, that's it. it. Uh, that's it. Uh, follow Conrad on Twitter, at Conrad Zimmerman, all one word. It's his it name. It is. Uh, if you like hearing our vo- voices, we do another podcast together, a weekly one called Fist Shark Marketing, which you can check out at fistshark.com. And other than that, we'll see you next time for the Winged Commander. Thank you all for listening. Bye. We'll see you next Bye. time. Bye.